0: All right, money friends, don't feel like shopping these days. You're not alone. We're going to talk about why the close call election could put the brakes on consumer spending. It is Monday, November 9th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City.
1: And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement in Texarkana, Texas, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai.
0: Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines, add in the insights and wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders. We mix in some questions and comments from our money friends, and leave you with a takeaway to make it your own.
1: We have had an interesting week. Last week, Bobby, and now on uh, Monday, hopefully things are <laughs> things are things are dying down. As as people hear this, we're going to dive into the fallout now. Uh, you found an interesting piece about shopping, and what the effect of an uncertain election means uh, to the retail market.
0: Yeah, and I, I was very surprised because it's not a connection that I would have made on my own, but some really interesting points and some data uh, in, this, in this piece by Quartz that we're going to be discussing. So I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. All
1: right, let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off the conversation.
0: This is Gertrude, room mom over at the Stacking Benjamins Facebook basement group. I just like hanging out and chatting about the news. That's why I tuned into Money with Friends. All right. So the piece is actually, as I mentioned, it's from Quartz. It's by Mark Bain. Um, and the headline is, Post-Election Uncertainty is Bad for the Economy. And the piece talks about the fact that the lingering political division, and, and this, this, as of this recording, we are still not sure who is going to be in charge of our, of our country. And so the piece in Quartz talks about the fact that this could, in fact, put a damper on consumer spending and among the people that they spoke to in this piece by Mark Bain is Greg Portell he's the lead partner in the global consumer practice of Kearney which is strategy was a strategy and management consulting firm and he says you know in the short term while we're waiting for the outcome consumer spending is going to hit pause and then the piece goes on to talk about the fact that the longer the process carries on the longer shoppers are probably going to wait in a state of semi paralysis And then here's the other thing we don't really know. And so far it's been okay, but there's concern that there could be safety concerns because of the potential of civil unrest and stores closing. I know, Joe, here in New York City, a lot of stores boarded up their windows ahead of the election, which was kind of scary here walking around going, what exactly do they think is going to happen? Because it's such a, I, I mean, I just can't imagine... I I hope this never comes in our country that we're so divided that people, um, are actually damaging, um, stores and that there's any kind of uprising such that, um, these stores, you know, needed to protect themselves. Um, the piece also references a paper that was published last month talking about the fact that Americans, you know, really feel that they're going to, they're, They're tying the future of the economy to who wins the election. And so there's going to be this time period where whoever is finally – declared to be the president or, you know, when it's finally settled, they have to then process, well, how is this going to affect my economic well-being? So depending on which person is in charge, which man is in charge, um, that will impact how people spend. And so people are just kind of in a pause right now, waiting to see what's going to happen. In other words, if they think their taxes will be higher, maybe that will have them spending less if they think the taxes will be lower, maybe they'll spend a little more. And so it, I I don't know. I mean, you're skeptical about this, this piece and the correlations that it makes. I think that they're. I think it's
1: right, but I think it's only right with the wealthiest people that that uh, that are in the country or or anywhere. Wealthy people tend to spend uh, much more money when the stock market's going well, when tax rates are lower, when things are going well economically. They will buy those big major purchases. But that's not the everyday person, Bobby. The average person listening to this show has a paycheck, or they don't have a paycheck, and. And and they're not going to make I cannot, They're not going to make decisions based on based on this uncertainty. I think that, I think that if I'm a luxury retailer, I think I'm pretty worried. I think if I'm not a luxury, where if I, if I'm Target, I don't think I'm worried. I think if I'm Walmart, I'm not that I'm not that worried about that. So that's number one. Number two is people doing anything with their money, and this is the part that really kind of grinds me. Even if this is right. Studies show that no matter who wins the presidency, the result of that on the economy kind of overstated, right? That we've seen statistically... That 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 people will uh, think that that Democrats are going to bury the economy, Republicans things are going to go really really well with the economy. Not true either way. Democrats don't move the needle as as far left as people think it's going to. Republicans don't move it as far right as people think it's going to. We've got checks and balances uh, uh, that that frankly make sure that that doesn't happen. So people moving money around at all are making decisions that aren't based on your your personal situation, and instead, based on these external things, which mostly are between your ears, is garbage.
0: Well, one thing that is sort of touched on, but not fully in this in this article, is that he talks about the fact that both sides view the other side as dangerous, and then the risk in consumer's mind, is what triggers this uncertainty. What I think has been frustrating for consumers is the gridlock because we have such a divided government that things just don't get done. I mean, the fact that no stimulus has been done, and I talk about this all the time because people are hurting. They need to get something out. And the fact that it's not getting out because each party is digging in their heels, I think is perhaps the most frustrating thing. And I think that will what will really help people feel better about the economy is if they see a government that can get things done. And if we stay so divided to the point where almost on principle the each party doesn't want to get anything doesn't want to pass anything that might look like they gave up some ground. They're just politicians not acting in the best interest of their constituents at that point. And I I just hope whatever the outcome of the election is, they can find a way to work together to get things done. And everyone agrees that there should be economic support for the everyday person in our country right now. They're just disagreeing over nitpicky things about the dollar amounts and that's ridiculous at well, this point. And you know, I was actually going to say, lie? come on.
1: Yeah, but I was going to say, Bobby, not everybody does agree because I've had this conversation before with people that have written to me saying I don't want any more stimulus. I don't want the government spending money that they don't have. And and, and here's the issue with that. The issue with that statement, this is what I write back to people, is that what people largely agree on who are in government is that, is that you're going to end up spending money either way. Either the unemployment rolls are going to be huge and because of the way the unemployment law is right now. There's going to be lots of money helping people that that don't have a job anymore, or we can work to keep the companies open. So so the money is leaving the building no matter what you do. That's the frustrating part. This idea that the government won't spend any money, the way things are now, not not what's going to happen.
0: Well, that's an excellent point. Let me clarify what I said. I do not mean to say that every person I I might've said it that way, but I'm, I'm clarifying it. Every person in the country, what I am saying is that both the Democrats and the Republicans have said they want a stimulus plan. Okay. They have plans out there. They can't come together and make one pass. So that's, I know, I don't think I phrased it correctly. There's agreement among our government representatives that the government that one should be coming wants to have a stimulus plan. That is not saying that every individual person was. So I apologize if I stated that incorrectly. Um, the government wants to get a plan done. And the reason they're not getting it done from what I can tell is because they're just digging their heels in as politicians and arguing over the number. And maybe each one is putting in little provisions that the other party doesn't want and nothing's getting done.
1: So here's the question. Should you spend money based on election uncertainty or not spend money based on election uncertainty. I'm, I'm curious what you think about that.
0: I mean, I think for me personally, I think live your life. Come on. But I, we asked, we asked our money friends, do you plan on shifting your spending because of election uncertainty? What do you think they said?
1: I mean, I'm hoping it's like 10% or less are going to, are going are gonna to change their spending.
0: You get your wish. Only 4% said yeah. yes. Yeah. Only 4% plan on shifting their spending because of election uncertainty. So the vast majority, as I said, just live in your life. Um, don't make a change. And I should say at the end of this piece, he does say that they expect um, shoppers to get back to spending and that both parties do have economic stimulus plans that should put more cash in consumers' pockets. And and he does acknowledge the gridlock in Washington um, is is really the issue. And it'll probably be a skinnier plan than originally imagined. But so, you know, the government does want to do a plan. I get that individuals don't. That's, you know, I love that we have this discussion, um, but the government wants to have a plan and hopefully something will get done. I think that's going to be the critical thing for anyone that is holding back on spending to just know that the government is going to step in. I think what the Fed has done during this time of coronavirus has been really important in instilling confidence in companies that they will be there as the lender of last resort, no matter what. That they're going to keep the liquidity, that that's been a huge help.
1: Sure. In just a moment, uh, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's piece. Bobby, what's our takeaway from today's interesting discussion about election uncertainty?
0: Government legislation changes move very slowly don't get caught up in it. Just live your life based on what's going on for you right now. Make the best decisions that you can and let's get on with our lives.
1: Yeah. Focus on the things that you can control, not the things that you can only influence. An election you can only influence. Certainly, if you feel like because of the election and you've got some hard data, not just the the stuff that's always proven wrong, where you think something's going to happen. If you've got hard data that your business is struggling, then it's time to make a change or that your family's going to struggle it's time to make a change but it should be based on hard data not based on some preconceived ideas that that really not historically the the numbers don't uh, support bobby Uh, if people want to help us make this program we had a lot of help today with our instagram poll thanks to everybody who helped us there where do people join in the fun
0: You said it. Be with us on Instagram at Money Friends Pod. You can also DM us questions there if you want to have a question answered on our weekend show. We'll post stickers sometimes, but you can always just DM us, be in touch. That's also, by the way, at Money Friends Pod, our handle on Twitter. So join us there as well. And if you want to be part of the live recordings, join us on YouTube. Go to the Money with Friends YouTube channel and uh, subscribe. Set up your alerts and uh, it will give you a little reminder when we're going to go on.
1: Big thanks to the people hanging out with us today. Annette, Sandy, Victor, Kevin, all weighed in today. Chris weighed in today, Peter, Melissa, Sarah, uh, and many more. So thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. All right. Uh, Bobby's back here tomorrow with Elizabeth Sagrin from one of my favorite magazines, Fast Company Magazine. They'll be back tomorrow and I'll be back later in the week. We'll see you later.